Hey Mavens, welcome back to another episode of the Beauty Mavens podcast. We promise you'll find lots of value in this episode and in every episode. We are so glad that you're here listening and we hope that you continue to share it with your friends on your Instagram, through your stories or your posts. Keep tagging us. We love, love seeing it. And don't forget about our community of listeners so go to facebook.com slash podcast and join the group. It's so fun, and we'd love to meet you and see who is listening. So run over, do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review. We love when you guys do that. That's what helps us to continue to be able to provide these shows for you absolutely free. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. With over 12 years of experience in the beauty industry, this maven has built a great reputation in the beauty world and is a well-sought-after makeup artist and entrepreneur. She's worked and been featured on popular television shows on networks such as Bravo, VH1, Oxygen, WeTV, Aspire, and Lifetime. Services celebrity clientele including Angela Simmons, Kenya Moore, and DeBrat, and has been published in major publications such as Essence, E! News, and InStyle. As a beauty influencer, Mimi has a social media following of over 50,000 followers and has been a brand ambassador for companies like Colgate, Shea Moisture, and Strength of Nature. She has consulted entrepreneurs and major brands such as Design Essentials on social media and branding, owner of the beauty boutique and makeup line, The Glamatory, and creator of GrindPretty.com. Please welcome to the podcast, Mimi Johnson. Okay, Mimi, so we're so excited that you're on the podcast with us today. Let's just start out. Can you kind of tell us your story and how you got started in your whole journey in the beauty industry? Yeah, sure. So I literally fell into makeup. Um, I've always been artistic and I always knew that I wanted to have my own business. I just didn't know what that was to start. So I did the traditional thing. Uh, I went to college. Um, I got a marketing degree and somehow I ended up in IT. So I was traveling, I was in my early 20s, and I found myself drifting at work and wondering, is this really life? (laughs) And so uh, I used to just be the designated makeup artist for my friends. It was just something that I knew how to do because of art. And one trip to New York, one of my friends was like, you're really good, you should be a makeup artist. And I said, huh, I never thought about it, but it's fun, so why not? So I would do makeup on the weekends and in the evenings and it spilled into doing weddings and got into photo shoots and it just kind of snowballed and it got to a point where I had to make a decision. Am I going to keep my corporate job or am I going to pursue what I'm passionate about? In uh, 2010, I left my job. 2011, I had an emancipation of Mimi party (laughs) and the rest is history. Go Mimi. <laughs> so, I'm a Mar- Mariah Carey fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you started out doing makeup, but this is this has totally evolved into, I feel like you've combined both your marketing degree with what you're doing now, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I'm in Atlanta. Um, and you know, when I decided I was going to do makeup, it was like an overly saturated market. And it, the question was, how do I become successful in an overly saturated market? How do I make my mark and create my brand? Um, that's really where the marketing degree came in. I had to be creative and I thought of ways uh, to use YouTube and, um, you know, use my connections and my network to get places. Um, I pretty much have worked on every reality show that was shot out of Atlanta and I've, you know, covers of, um, you know, different hair products. I've done, you know, the packaging for the, you know, the makeup for the models. Um, I just got back from New York Fashion Week and, you know, I've pretty much done everything I can besides special effects mm-hmm. <laughs> in makeup and uh, organically Grind Pretty was created. Um, I've always been passionate about helping other women entrepreneurs and along my journey, I've always been asked, you know, how did I start my business? How did I get the celebrity clientele? How um, did I start my brick and mortar of the glamatory? How did I start a product line? All of those things. Um, I just wanted to create a platform that I could share my experiences. And also, you know, I had these relationships that I've built with so many um, beauty moguls um, that own million dollar companies. And I had the access to them and I wanted to share their stories as well. So um, that's really how Grind Pretty organically was built. Um, more recently, I thought to myself, you know, how can I push the envelope? And I created a subscription box that highlights women entrepreneurs. Um, so it's a different avenue. Um, and it's new for me as well. But that's it's exciting. Yeah, like I I didn't think it was going to take off like it did and to be featured in different publications in such a short amount of time, I know that I'm doing something right. Um, and I've always said, when you find your purpose and you, you walk in that purpose and you, you know, you operate there, things will always line up as they should. So I, I know that I'm doing something with purpose. Yeah, that's amazing. So for our listeners who are listening, who might not know what Grind Pretty is, can you just explain what it is and maybe a little bit more about your subscription box? Yeah, sure. So Grind Pretty is a, a digital online um, community for women entrepreneurs. There is a, 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 a large base of beauty and fashion um, entrepreneurs, of course, probably organically. Um, but there is something for every woman entrepreneur within Grind Pretty. So you can get uh, inspiration uh, from stories. You can get tips uh, from our articles. And then um, we do have a quarterly subscription box that highlights four to five um, women entrepreneurs in each box. And it has a magazine that's um, published alongside. So um, yeah, I'm excited about the possibilities of, of how Grind Pretty will grow. Yeah, that's so cool. So, so what comes in the box? Is it features those women? Is it just like inspirational? Is it so? Yeah, sure. So the box is actually a mixture of products. So, um, the entrepreneurs that I highlight actually have products. So it ranges from beauty to fashion to lifestyle. 
Um, we're on our second box that is launching um, in a couple of weeks. Um, but I have mixed a lot of you know beautypreneurs with um, some fashion entrepreneurs, and uh, I'm already working on the holiday box. So it'll be some lifestyle items in there as well. So yeah, that sounds so fun. <laughs> Like yeah, it's fun to putting them too. together, and I get to try all the all the stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the best part. <laughs> okay, so you have Grand Pretty, which sounds amazing, but you also have the Glamatory, which yes. I love that name. Do you want to explain, first of all, what the name is combining, and then kind of what it is, and how you got started in that? Yeah, absolutely. Funny story is, I wanted to call my business the Glossary, and I waited too long and then all of a sudden this salon popped up named the glossary and I thought it was the end of the world and my my aunt that's like my mom she's like what is your problem like just come up with something else I'm like no it's mine that's the hardest and, part <laughs> and she was like well just brainstorm names and stuff like so I was like okay I had this idea for a you know laboratory um theme and so the glamatory is actually a glamorous laboratory. <laughs> so it. that's why it's the glamatory. Um, the glamatory is your one-stop shop for um, beauty. We're based in uh, Atlanta, Smyrna, Georgia, to be exact. Um, I wanted to create a space that, um, one, as an artist, it was hard for me to buy into having a salon suite. As makeup artists, it's very hard to pay out all that money. And most of the times people want you to go to them or um, makeup is very special occasion. You know, it yeah. might be a once in a lifetime thing for some people. So it's kind of hard. I wanted to tap on um, and, and have a place where other makeup artists could create uh, so that's one part of the Glamatory. I've tapped on some of the best makeup artists locally. Um, and then on the flip side, it's a beautiful laboratory themed space. And uh, I wanted women um, to come in and feel beautiful and feel like a celebrity when they walked out. Um, a very customized um, experience when they walked out. Um, and then lastly, I do have my own makeup line. Um, we are cruelty free, vegan, and we started with lips and lashes. We do have some things in store in the very near future. Uh, and I also embrace other emerging brands as well in our store. Uh, so we sell online as well as uh, physically in our brick and mortar. Um, so we do have one very popular brand, Becca Cosmetics. Um, but, uh, and Beauty Blender, um, the, the rest of the brands I wanted to give back and open a platform for emerging brands. So we have some, uh, up and coming brands in our store as well. So it kind of, you're right. It kind of all goes along with the Glamour and Grind Pretty and really supporting women entrepreneurship. That is so cool. And I love that you're helping those emerging brands because it can be hard to start out. Oh, it's very hard. Very hard. But one thing that I love that you've like gotten creative with your marketing for the Glamatory is what do all the girls in your shop wear or like when you guys go to events? 
Oh, yeah, our purple lab coat. So cute. <laughs> so cute. We are obsessed. <laughs> I get asked all the time, because I found white lab coats, and I was like, no, nah, that's too typical. Yeah. <laughs> so purple lab coats. So every time we go to an event, they know, like, oh, it's the glamisory. <laughs> love it. It's so cute, and it totally sets you apart, and now people are recognizing <laughs> you from it. Something so similar. Yes. Yeah, with your marketing... Because obviously, like, you're doing so much, so many different, I mean, it all does relate, but, like, those are all very different businesses, and that's a lot of time. <laughs> that's yes. a lot that you're doing. But So what are, like, for our listeners, what are some marketing tips that you could give? Maybe just, like, two or three tips that anyone could apply within the beauty industry or as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, marketing tips, I I mean, I think the baseline of everything is authenticity mm-hmm. and really understanding, you know, who your audience is and because people buy into people, a product needs to be good, but really, honestly, they buy into the idea that it relates to them, right? So yeah. if you're being authentic and you know, I'll give an example. Um, when I first started makeup, I thought that I had to do crazy, you know, dramatic makeup and it wasn't natural to me. And, uh, once I figured out that, Hey, I like natural makeup. Um, I'm just going to do that. And when I did that and I just consistently put that on my website and my social media, that was the client that gravitated towards me. Um, so I think just being consistent, understanding your brand, uh, well, your style, right. And yeah. being authentic. Um, when I forced myself to try to be this other artist, it didn't transcend well, right. Because that wasn't me. But when I was in my element of doing natural, that's when it really kicked off. So my, my tips would be to be authentic and uh, consistent with your brand messaging and to really know who your audience is and then take advantage of the apps that are out there. Um, as a startup, you don't have the resources unless your mom or pop is rich or something. <laughs> the average person doesn't have the working capital to hire a graphic artist and a web designer and all those things. So I am a big Google person and I would use Canva and, you know, there's so many different apps on the phone to, you know, when I can't afford a photographer, I have two whiteboards <laughs> shooting my own product shots and, um, you know, making shifts. So I would just say be resourceful and use what's out there. Um, research is really important. Um, I think that's that's enough tips, right? Yeah, those are great. <laughs> and we totally can relate to those. We like, I, and I think most entrepreneurs and business owners, like you have to be scrappy and you have to do things yourself. And I think it's important to do all the roles when you're starting a business to be the Mm -hmm. photographer and to be the marketer, you know, to do all the things. And then as you grow and you are like bringing in more money, now you can see, okay, these are the parts that I actually really don't like doing. And that's where I'm going to start hiring out. Like I think, I think it's important, though, to have, to be able to do all parts of your business so that you can find employees and you can know what you want if, you, if you're if you going that route. And then you can also 
like have those skills and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I think it's cool, like with all of that you've accomplished and everything that you're doing, to hear that you started out being so resourceful. Like yeah. I think it probably when you're starting out, if you maybe, you know, we you start out and you don't have all those resources, and it might get discouraging to see these big businesses mm-hmm. and how they're doing all those things. But really, everyone has started being so resourceful or scrappy as Maddie said. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, comparison and, you know, comparison is the devil and looking at Instagram can be, you know, I have to like take breaks (laughs) from looking at Instagram because we, as a, as a whole post the best of the best, right? Nine times out of 10, we're not posting our lowest moments and our failures and things like that. So yeah, I think it's just uh, for mental health, if nothing else, you know, just don't compare yourself to the next brand. It's good to be inspired, but, you know, we get in a place sometimes where we're hard on ourselves as entrepreneurs and we want the success to come faster and things like that. And most of these brands, you know, have been around for, you know, at least three to five years before they really become successful. Um, so I just always like to remind people to keep that in mind. Like it, it you know, it takes, it takes time and consistency uh, and faith, quite honestly, to be successful. Yeah. It's so easy to look at people's social medias or their brands or their products and, you feel like it's like an overnight success, but mm-hmm. if you were to look back into their journey, like it's been years and I'm sure lots of failures and, mm-hmm. but it's just, I don't know. And with social media, you're like, you're comparing your lows to someone else's highs. So yes. it's, never, <laughs> it's never even accurate. So yeah, mm-hmm. I totally I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, that. or if it's even real. Right? <laughs> it could be a bow-wow challenge. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I forgot about the bow-wow challenge. <laughs> he, like, posted, was it in front of a a private a jet, jet or something? Or, I don't know. Yeah, so bow-wow posted, like, in front of a private jet saying that he was going somewhere, but it was actually, like, somebody Googled the image and it was just like a stock photo. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you know, it might not even be real. <laughs> so with all of the things that you're doing, I don't know, I'm sure you feel this, because I feel this a lot, and I feel like it's very normal to feel, like, burnt out or to lose inspiration. So where do you find your inspiration? Like, if you're not feeling creative, but you need to, you know, keep grinding where do you get that inspiration from yeah yeah um is very easy to get burned out especially with with makeup I, I, I'll say with any artistic uh career right because art is it's you're motivated to do art when you're inspired and it kind of gets mundane when it's like oh it's Susie's birthday and you're like I don't feel like doing Susie's <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I will say that, you know, I am very goal oriented and, um, though I might do things in my day that I don't want to do, I always have some constant reminders of where I'm trying to go, why I'm doing this. What's my why? I always remember what's my why. Cause I think sometimes we get caught up into, uh, trying to find the money, um, in things and we're doing things 
that we don't necessarily have to do or focus on. Um, I always like to remind myself, whether it's a visual picture, I'm one of those people that has a million journals <laughs> with different doodles in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have some kind of constant reminder that this is my purpose and this is why I'm doing this. Um, so that, that's really how I get uh, keep motivated. Um, I also have like this evolving um, vision board that it's probably the same vision board. And I just keep adding and taking stuff away for the last three years. Um, it's visually in my house, like hanging up. Uh, I have to see it every single day. So I just think visual reminders of, of why and, and where we're trying to go. That, that keeps me motivated and focused. Yeah, that's so cool. I need to have a vision board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, after a while, I was just like, why am I just, why do I keep creating it? I, I have some of the same stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, though. <laughs> Although I'll say some things, it's, it's, it's very inspiring to look and see some of the things actually happen. Yeah. That's the cool part, so... That's, yeah, that is so cool. That's even just with like, I, I don't have a vision board, but I aspire to have a vision board. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. even just like goals that I've written down and then going back and being like, holy cow, like I, I reached that goal and I feel like it is because it was written down or because it was on a vision board. I think there's so much power in that that we don't even mm-hmm. realize, but just like writing things down and looking at them every day and being like having them front of mind beyond just absolutely thinking about them. yeah yeah and and just celebrating the small victories you know just like I, I can look at that and say oh yeah I actually did do that right and I might not think about it until I look at it and I'm like I'm so focused on the next thing that I am not celebrating the accomplishments that I've had along the way uh, I think that's super important for us to do um it keeps us grounded and it keeps us humble. And, you know, I think we all get burned out with all the, I think we, as, as a whole, women are so ambitious and strong and powerful. We're built that way. Um, but on the mental health side, it becomes unhealthy to be so obsessive, be successful. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's so important. I've had to learn that over the past couple of years that, hey, take take a break. Celebrate where you've come from, you know, what you have accomplished uh, and, and really take care of self. Because at the end of the day, if you get a million dollars, ten million dollars and you don't have your health and, and you're by yourself, then what's what's the gain? Um, so I just. You know, I'm I'm learning that right now. Yeah. I think I love that. And I think reflecting back on the things you've accomplished, like, um, what is it, on Facebook, you know how your memories pop up every day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. had a memory mm-hmm. pop up that was when we had bought our first studio. And I was like, Maddie, did you know <laughs> this time last year we just barely found our studio? And, like, look how much we've done since then. So That's I love awesome. that those little memories pop up and remind us to celebrate them. Yeah. And yeah. I'll give kud- I'll give Facebook a kudos for that. Yeah. Not for taking all my money. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think it's inspiring too and like really motivating, like you said, to look back and be like, holy cow, I did that. Like 
That mm-hmm. means I can do this next goal. Or, I, you know, it's just, I feel like, for me, that's, like, what keeps me motivated. And Absolutely. If you're not paying attention to the things that you are accomplishing, then I think that's when the burnout does come. So. Mm-hmm. When you're always thinking about what's next. So mm-hmm. what, I know you said you've consulted a few major brands on social media. So what mm-hmm. are three things that everyone should be doing on their social media to make it work for them? Or like your three best tips? Uh, yeah, sure. My three best tips. Uh, don't post everything. You know, I, I think sometimes we get pressured that, oh, I didn't post today. I didn't post anything. So I feel like sometimes there's forced post. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay if you don't post. I mean, and maybe this is controversial, but for me, I'm more about going back to authenticity and consistency. Uh, of course, by all means, don't like wait a week and post, but it's okay if you just posted a day or you skipped a day. It's not the end of the world. It's important that what you're posting aesthetically looks great. Uh, it's true to you and your brand story, and it connects with your audience. Um, the captions are just as important as the pictures. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, aesthetics are everything, you know. Um, it's important to, I mean, now we have great smartphones, so you don't even need a real camera, honestly, um, you can shoot and use apps and edit and, you know, just make it shoot by the window and have the natural light. Um, yeah, but I, I would just say consistency, um, the aesthetics, uh, goes back to authenticity. Um, and you know, the captions, uh, make a difference as well. And, and hashtags are still, you know what? Video, video is, uh, I think highest on my list right now. Um, now that IG story has changed their, um, you know, portrait. <laughs> I hated that. They made you post in portrait. Um, now that they've adapted to being widescreen again, um, I'm seeing more engagement by posting videos. Um, so if you're trying to grow your Instagram, I think producing some engaging, some great video content and posting those to IGTV and putting the preview on your page, uh, as well as IG story will help with your, um, your growth and your engagement. Yeah. That's a really great tip. Well, and just using and IGTV isn't something that we've even used yet, but I think it is important mm-hmm. to use everything that these apps have to offer for you. So we yeah. need to mm-hmm. get on that. Yeah. That's a reminder for us. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't using IGTV because I hated that portrait thing. <laughs> but, you know, I think maybe two months ago or something, they, they changed it. And I have recently posted a couple of videos and I was like, oh, wow, I'm getting a lot of engagement more than normal. So that's good to know. Yeah, we didn't yeah. know. <laughs> when Facebook does something new or Instagram does something new, just go with it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because the algorithm is probably going to be good there. Yeah, they know <laughs> what they're doing. doing. <laughs> the last question we have for you is, what is one mistake that you see other mavens in the beauty industry making? It could be anything. Yeah. Um, uh, I think one mistake is 
not collaborating. Um, yeah, I, I think we're in such a me, me, me society. And I will be a, a testimony that my career grew because I was genuine with other people. Uh, I helped. I did a lot of sweat equity where I wasn't getting paid, but I saw the value in me helping X, Y, Z person. Um, I think a lot of times now it's like, well, what am I getting out of it? What am I getting paid? It's, it's like a me, me, me thing. If you change your mind frame to, you know, opening up to the possibilities of if you collaborate with this person, it's two audiences. So I, I, I feel like a lot of people are just thinking about themselves. And if you open your mind to collaboration over competition, uh, you can grow way faster. Yeah. And it's just fun to collaborate. Like you make so many more friends within your community, your beauty and the industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. As you know, coming from a place where when I first started, nobody wanted to help me in the beginning. It was like, Oh, she's going to try to take my, my clients or something. I'm like there's, there's so much work to go around oh, yeah. and who is for you is going to be for you anyway. Um, but if you keep that open mind and how can we, cause at the end of the day, you can't take all the work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just physically can't. So it's always going to be someone else that is going to do it. So why not, you know, collaborate and push work off of each other. That's how I look at it. Yeah, totally. And I think like we, like what Kristen was saying, when you do collaborate and you're able to make those friendships, then like. Like, we've seen, we do lashes, and we have a lash studio, and we've had, like, we've made friends in the industry who are in our same city, like, miles away, who also do lashes, Mm -hmm. and just from, like, being friends and collaborating with them and attending events and things like that, we have, like, there's been times where they're going out of town, so they'll send us their clients for a week. Exactly. when they move, and then they send their clients to our studio, like, that's happened so much. Or, like, when I go on maternity leave, and then I have somewhere where I can send my clients. Like, it just goes back and forth, and it's, like, totally what goes around comes around. Like, it all... Exactly. We can all help each other, and it's not taking away from someone... But so I think those relationships that come through collaborating are very so important. And I feel like Absolutely. it opens it opens doors for like more collaboration or other things uh-huh. that can just happen. So yeah, uh-huh. I love that answer. Well, thank you so much, Mimi, for skyping with us today and telling us all about the amazing things that you're doing. Where can everyone follow you at? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. And uh, you can follow me at Mimi J online. That's my portal to everything, Mimi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Glamatory and Grime Pretty have their separate uh, websites, um, but you can find everything through, through Mimi J online. I love it. And you're like with your subscription box, that's all Grime Pretty, right? Absolutely. Okay, so make sure you go over and check out her Instagram, and then also make sure you're following along with us on Instagram at Beauty Mavens Collective, and we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. Mavens.